Welcome to the third session of our line course. Uh, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And today is session three, and it's entitled Walking on the Water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. Have you ever had an experience that looked frightening, but having decided to participate was so exhilarating? A few years ago, I was on holiday with good friends and my family in South Wales. And one sunny day, we went to the longest zip wire in the United Kingdom. One mile of zip line, 200 feet in the air, with only a thin cable holding you up while you zip down the line at 30 miles an hour. Watching other people zip down towards the end of Um, of the water-filled quarry gave cause for the heart to beat a little faster. But once in the harness and clicked into the safety line, you are standing on the edge of a platform with nothing but air and cliff below you. On the count of three, you go, completely counterintuitively, jumping off a ledge into the unknown. But every second of the journey to the other side was completely worth it. It was exhilarating, and of course, I wanted to do it again. In some ways, the high point in the story of Peter comes in the middle of the passage. It's contained in a single phrase. Peter started walking on the water. There are many other parts of the story. The storm, the wind, the waves, of course, we can't forget those. But remember the fear that came before this with the disciples and the fear that would follow, the failure, of course, and the critique. These are all important parts of the story, and we learn from them because we are familiar with storms, we're familiar with fear, and we are familiar with failure. And we may ignore or deny these things at our peril. How much attention do we give to the storms in our own lives, or Do we allow them to blow over and carry on regardless? How much attention are you giving to the storm the world is currently facing in the pandemic of COVID-19? It's important to note that the storm is not the only part of the story. In the middle of the passage is the remarkable occurrence of Peter walking on the water. Peter knew in a moment the joy and freedom of experiencing God's power after taking an enormous risk. I wonder what was going through Peter's mind as he realised he was actually walking on the water. Could he really believe it was happening? Could he really believe it was all true? Could he really settle for life in the boat again after this? Jesus' look on his face must have been a real encouragement that finally one of his followers could, could trust him that far. I think for as long as this walk lasted, their eyes did not leave each other for an instant. Getting out of the boat was Peter's great gift to Jesus. The experience of walking on water was Jesus' great gift to Peter. Most of us love to hear messages about how powerful God is. Scripture is full of images that reassure us. He is a rock, a fortress, a strong tower. 
He is a king, a warrior. He makes the clouds his chariots and rides on the wings of the wind. We are told that God makes the earth tremble by a look. He makes the mountains smoke at a touch. And when he realizes his voice, and when he raises his voice, the earth melts. Jesus's confidence was a stark contrast with his disciples' fear. Through all the storms, where they were convinced they were going to die, God's power is matched by Jesus' actions and words. Jesus was with them, just like God had been with His people all through their history. People will see and experience the power of God, but in order to do so, they have to take a step out of the boat. What would have happened if the Israelites had not crossed the Red Sea, or indeed into the Promised Land, had they not taken that bold step? Bible history would look somewhat different. In order to see, experience, and know God's power, they had to be a real element of trust. They had to get their feet wet. And there is no testing of the water going on here with Peter. He is all in. And there is no testing of the water either, I think, with God. But maybe Gideon could be the exception. Well, let's consider this question for a moment. What am I doing that I could not do apart from the power of God? What am I doing that I could not do apart from the power of God? This is a powerful question, and if you were to ask Peter that question, the answer would be very simple. It was clear that the only way Peter would be able to stay afloat was if God took over. So how about us? Is there any challenge in our lives right now that is large enough that you have no hope of doing it apart from God's help? When we take the risk of giving generously, we discover that we care, trust God. We discover that we trust God to take care of us, but we have to get our feet wet first. When we take the risk of confessing a sin to another person, we discover that God really will honor the truth-telling. But we have to get our feet wet first. When we run the risk of using our spiritual gift, we can know the joy of being used by God. But we have to get our feet wet first. God generally helps people's faith grow by asking them to take the first step. A good friend of mine, uh, Phil Stone, he is the director of the Scargill movement in North Yorkshire. And I remember him giving a, te- a talk once on holy boldness. And he said in his talk, to take one step forward is to invite a miracle. To take one step forward is to invite a miracle. And by taking that one step, what we are doing also we are saying yes to God, even when we don't know what all the implications of that yes will be. No parent knows all the costs they will pay for bringing children into the world. No new believer knows, knows what God has in store for them. And it's a good thing we don't know, or we might never take that first step. But when we say yes, we set in motion an adventure of faith 
that will leave us forever changed. There will be fear, there will be doubts, there will be questions as well, but these are the gifts that allow our faith to grow and mature and allow our bold steps to become bolder and yet even more reliant on God's power. To deny ourselves the space to, and time to ask questions and reflect is to starve our souls of meeting God in those places. And often they can be moments of getting our feet wet too. Walking on the water is not about some great thing you will do. In fact, by ourselves we can do nothing of lasting value. It is about what God longs to do with us by his power and grace that will transform us from the inside out. But first, we have to get our feet wet. So let's pray. Dear God of power and might, you are the one who leads us and guides us into the unknown, constantly calling us to be to people and places where the gifts you have called us are needed. Open our eyes and ears to your calling and allow us to get our feet wet in the mission you have placed on our hearts. Give us that holy boldness to take the step that invites a miracle. Amen.